Hey, welcome. It is seven minutes after nine o'clock. Coming up, my favorite economist is going to be with us. And uh, he tells me that, in fact, he wrote a column that what we need is a Jewish president. Uh, It was an amusing uh, uh, article that he wrote. Uh, but you really have got to uh, listen. That'll be one hour from now. Secretary of State Ashcroft is going to be with us. Uh, his his wording on the abortion uh, uh, bill or, or legislation, uh, that's not the right word, Brian. It's not legislation. It's actually uh, language for the ballot, ballot language. Uh, that has been... Uh, well, challenged by the courts. We'll get to that, and uh, we'll also get to Nanette Holt from the Epic Times. But before that, Brian, I I need to... Uh, can you give me a Bic lighter? What in the world do you need a Bic lighter for? Well, I need to I need to ignite this gaslight. This president has been so zeroed in, so laser focused on lowering costs for Americans, and we've done that. And a lot of the a lot of the policies that the president has put forward are indeed popular. I mean, Bidenomics is has worked so well that you have Republicans <laughs> in their own districts, in their own states, taking credit for things that the president pushed forward, policies that the president has pushed forward, legislation that they didn't even vote for. If you think about the American Rescue Plan, that Inflation Reduction Act. Well, if you're going to gaslight me, I, I do need to ignite it, don't I? <laughs> yes, you do. Uh, you know, the, oh, yeah, the, the Biden economic plan is working wonders for everybody. It's fantastic, <laughs> ain't it? Yeah, the seniors are eating cat food to get by. <laughs> All right, uh, well, let's check in with Nanette Holt from the Epic Times. And uh, she, what, what, you're laughing, Nanette, but hold on a second, because they need to know that you're an editor and a reporter. Uh, and you've been following DeSantis. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. DeSantis uh, and, and so much more. Oh, my yeah. goodness. We're, we're busy here. So are you enjoying the the uh, benefits of uh, the Biden economy, Bidenomics? Oh, oh, yeah. When I have to make choices about what to, what to spend money on that I used to be able to afford, you know, to do it all uh, on the budget. Now it's uh, making choices. Yeah, that's been a blast. Yeah, character it's, building. It's a character building exercise every month. It's, it's working so well, and the American public know it. Oh my God, I'm gaslit again. I mean, I just you know, I was cracking up listening listening to that. But it, you know, it's funny because it, it's so ridiculous, but it's also sad. You know, it just. Um, but I have hope. I'm a, I'm an optimist, so I have some hope. We have a chance. You know, if people are awake they can make some really good sound decisions and it is encouraging to see what's going on right now i know it's a little scary to be inching toward a possible government shutdown but you know i think when we when we have people waking up and and letting their representatives know like hey we're concerned about the border uh we're concerned about what we're doing to our country and hey we're concerned about printing money and sending it to ukraine we we all want the best for the ukrainian people we don't you know want to see uh their entire you know, population wiped out by by uh, an invasion. But I think there are a lot of elements that we don't understand about what's going on there. And, and we've got to take care of, you know, ourselves first. I, I hate to be that way, but it's just the truth. Well, and, and uh, we talked about I don't th- I don't think we talked about this with you, but I talked about it with listeners uh, last week. We crested thirty three trillion dollars in debt. Uh, and every trillion dollars, I ask the math, uh, the listeners who are uh, great at math to calculate if you could hold the spending to the point where you had a million dollars a day to pay down the debt, how long would it take? You want to take a stab at how long it would take? 
Anybody? No, I'm not a math girl. I'm a uh, words girl. I well, want you to tell me. <laughs> in excess of 90,000 years. So it's not yeah. too bad after all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally doable. Gas totally again. doable. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lord. All right. So you've been following Governor DeSantis around, uh, and and uh, you're, you're telling us that a lot of people just haven't heard some of his positions and that some people are wondering about the polling. Um, yeah, you know, we learned a lot the last election cycle and the one before that. We The polling is, is not something to get, you know, super excited about. Um, it doesn't mean as much as it used to be, uh, as it used to mean. People routinely lie to pollsters, try to throw them off track. So, you know, we kind of watch it, but we don't get too excited about it. Our policy as a company is to really not write stories about poll results. Um, but, you know, I've been surprised, I guess, because I'm so familiar with Governor DeSantis and what he did here in Florida, what a difference it made when we were going through COVID as a, uh, compared to the rest of the country. Um, and, you know, I know his policies, his platform, but I'm really surprised as I go through X and I look at posts, people don't know that much about him. So I think this second debate may be an opportunity for, for more people to hear and, and either be impressed or decide they don't like him. But, uh, you know, there's been much made about him slipping in the polls. And I'm just not sure that's as meaningful as a lot of the mainstream media would have you believe. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens tonight. Uh, he had a very strong hour with Glenn Beck on Saturday it was released. And I thought, wow, you know, if you had the opportunity to share these policies, I think these would open a lot of eyes. So we have a story on that. But, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people just don't have the name recognition for him. You know what I think would catapult him? He's supposed to have a debate with Governor Hairdo uh, with Sean Hannity. <laughs> and yes. I think he has really solid ground comparing Florida to California. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't hear a lot of stories about people screaming to get out of uh, Florida and rushing uh, to get to California, but I do hear the other side of that coin. I think if he could get that debate quickly, um, so that it has uh, some impact, I think that could catapult him. Well, it's scheduled for November thirtieth. Uh, I believe is is the is the date for that. Um, so. You know, and it's interesting when you think about the scheduling. Uh, personally, I don't think uh, President Biden will be the Democratic nominee on the, on the ticket. I, I just don't think he will. I think it'll be um, Newsom. I think Governor Newsom, I think that there are a lot of little obstacles that they need to overcome. But I think that's the plan. And I think this debate is is more indication that there's a grand plan to get Newsom on the on the ticket. So I think it's really interesting that the two of them would go at it. Um, right now it would look to be if, if, if Newsom were to be on the ballot, that he would be facing uh, former president Trump. But, you know, there's a lot of real estate on the calendar between now and, you know, when these, those things are decided. So it's just, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of question marks. I offered up my opinion yesterday, the, the polling data that indicates uh, Donald Trump is way ahead of uh, Joe Biden. Uh, and all these uh, uh, Trump supporters are really excited about this, but that whole metric gets thrown out if the Democrats find uh, a more charismatic, cognitively intact uh, candidate to run. 
because right now 70% of the country don't want either candidate and they're looking at the lesser of two evils. That that could uh, that could switch to the Democrat yeah, candidate. It, it, it really, you know, and the other things that we're, that we're looking at, and I know we didn't plan to talk about this, but other things that I think are really interesting about what's going on with uh, Governor Newsom is he has he vetoed something that seemed like it would have been a slam dunk for him. It was legislation that the the legislature out in California had passed and gotten to his desk about, um, you know, taking kids away from parents who don't affirm their gender identity choices. He vetoed that. And I, when I heard that, I looked at my husband and I said, he's running. He knows he's running because that appeals to a more moderate uh, voter. Most people in this country are not in favor of so-called gender-affirming care for minors. They feel like, you know, most people feel minors shouldn't be making permanent decisions about how to alter their bodies in that way. Um, So I I really think Newsom will be on the ticket, and you can hold me to it. Well, that was an interesting observation, that he is maneuvering a little bit bit away from the far, far left uh, with that veto. And and I think you're on to something. Uh, I just I just don't think, based on what he's already done, that voters in Missouri or Iowa or Kansas are going to really flock to him. Uh, I think the Democrats have a shallow bench. Uh, they have a problem. Some people think that uh, 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 the Obamianist's wife, Michelle, will run. But uh-huh. I don't see that happening. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't either. I, I think they like to to gin up that conversation, though, a whole lot. You kind of get, get our eyes off the ball. But, you know, it really looks like Governor Newsom is moving in that direction. And who knows, he may be vying for a VP spot. I think they will, uh, you know, after the debate tonight, he's going to deliver the Democratic uh, response. Oh, Which man. I thought was really interesting. You know, normally you would have the president do that. The, the leader of the Democratic Party is Joe Biden. But, I mean, he's going to be asleep by that time, I think. (laughs) He may be asleep in the middle of the debate. Who knows? And and I don't mean that disrespectfully. But, honestly, I mean, he has not shown himself to be, you know, a person who would be up at that hour delivering, you know, policy remarks. So I I think it was really another telltale sign for me that really the person they're promoting as the potential, you know, front runner for the ticket is, is really Newsom. So I could be wrong. Happy to come I don't back think and apologize so. when, when you're ready for me to do that. <laughs> I think you're you're pretty observant. Uh, the perspicacious Nanette Holt uh, from the Epic Times. <laughs> it is absolutely a, a great newspaper and news source. I rely on it all the time. Nanette, oh, thank you for being with us. Oh, thanks for having me. Great to talk with you. All right. Take care. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Oh, oh that Bidenomics thing. Oh, that is just so good. Uh, Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft is going to be with us. He'll be on board at about 9.35. This has nothing to do with his campaign or any other political campaign, just that he's Secretary of State. uh, And the initiative petition language uh, was rejected by a judge. I want to find out what he thinks about that and other current events. On the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It's 9.22. Glad to have you with us. Secretary of State Ashcroft uh, coming on in uh, about 9.35. Uh, the abortion initiative petition language has been rejected by a judge. We'll find out what he thinks about that. Also, I'm curious to see what he thinks about the uh, potential for federal uh, uh, government shutdown. We'll cover that ground and more with the secretary. In the meantime, uh, Mike Lindell is in the news. I 
I, I will tell you, uh, quite frankly, and I'm going to try and get him on the program. I, I probably can do that. I've had him on before. When the MyPillow commercials started running, I, and I remember talking to Gwen about this, and I thought, Huckster, it's a pillow for crying out loud. There's nothing special about pillows. Then a, a couple of years later, um, I was talking on the air about getting a mattress. I got one of those uh, foam mattresses, and boy, was that fabulous. Listeners called me up and said, thanks for the tip on the foam mattress. Let me give you a tip. They said, get the my pillow. It does make a difference. So based on your recommendation, I went out and, and, I, and I ordered two my pillows, one for me, one for Gwen. I went on his website. No special discounts. I, you know, as, as I recall, and it's been a while, um, I had to give them approximate weight or something like that. I, I don't remember. But anyway, I got the pillow. And lo and behold, it was pretty damn good. I, I, I was kind of surprised by that. So now I don't think he's such a huckster. I think he's, you know, certainly out making a big profit if he can. But there is a difference. The pillow did make a difference. I, I, I can't help it. Uh, it's the truth. So... Now he comes out and he supports Donald Trump. He supports the election was stolen theory. And suddenly, everybody is trying to destroy this guy. And when I say everybody, I mean all the retailers that were carrying his my pillow dropped him. It was an all-out attack attack. Uh, he announced that uh, he'd be auctioning off 700 pieces of equipment, including forklifts, desks, uh, and cubicle units. Uh, the auction came after uh, he lost $100 million in revenue because retailers were dropping his products everywhere. He said it was a massive, massive cancellation. Um, Walmart doesn't carry his stuff. Um, they... Uh, Stop selling the my pillow in brick and mortar locations in January of 2022. Uh, then the banks came uh, came after him. Bed Bath and Beyond, Wayfair, H E B, Kohl's—they all stopped selling his products. Uh, and now American Express. You know, what businesses do is they get a line of credit. So there are two ways that a business can raise funds to expand or or to to, to uh, create new products, whatever. They can either sell their stock, in which case uh, that gives them liquidity without a, um, a set payment. Like, you got to pay $20,000 a month. Well, if you sell stock to raise the funds, it doesn't work that way. But he wasn't selling stock. He, he, he had a line of credit. So when he wanted to expand, he would go to the bank and say, uh, you know, I need... Need a half a million or a million dollars to do something. American Express apparently this week dropped him from a one million dollar line of credit to a one hundred thousand dollar line of credit, meaning they knocked him ninety uh, percent. Companies like his that do business the way he does business rely on things like that, and. It seems like they're just going out of their way to destroy this uh, this guy. Uh, he was a Trump supporter. Uh, he he did everything that he could to support Donald Trump, and I think that's I literally think that's what's what's behind all this. It's just that he's such a Trump supporter. Uh, 
the FBI took a cell phone uh, at a fast food restaurant. Uh, they, I mean, they're, they're just, everybody is after him. I think it's a damn shame. So I'm going to do a shameless plug here. Okay? I thought he was a huckster. I thought the pillow was just a pillow, and this is Bravo Sierra. It's not the damn thing does make a difference. I don't know. I'm I, 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 Seriously, I'm tempted, Brian, to cut the pillow open to find out what the hell is in there. I don't know if anybody's done that, but, but it does. It, it's better than a feather pillow. Uh, it's better than other pillows I've tried. It just works. Is that one of those memory foam things, do you think? or I don't know. I have no idea. He's got a new one now that uh, that's supposed to cool. Uh, and I'm tempted to get it. Not just because I like the pillow that I had, but if there's an improvement, it's like, well, who doesn't want a good night's sleep? So, shameless plug, the MyPillow pillow, for some reason, makes a difference. I don't know if it was psychosomatic or if there really is something different in there, but it makes a difference. And um, if you're looking to buy a pillow, go buy one of his. I think it's worth it. Uh, And support the guy. Because everybody on the left is is trying to destroy him. It's interesting how they, you know, they said that he's a, a bad risk and all this stuff. The guy's been in business for years, cranking out millions of dollars in profit. And suddenly he's a bad risk. What a load of bull. Have you I, tried a uh, David Hogg pillow yet? Uh, did he actually ever produce <laughs> no, one? No, he never no, did. No, he didn't. He claimed he was going to. and Yeah. Take, my pillow down. That didn't work out the way he anticipated, did it? No, it, it didn't. Uh, and I was looking forward to it. <laughs> Me too. You know, if he's as honest with his pillow manufacturing as he is with his gun uh, restrictions, he'd probably make a really poopy pillow. Uh, all right, eight seven four ninety three ninety toll free eight hundred five two nine five five seven two. They have uh, the state of New York has gone after Donald Trump. Uh, they've re- uh, they've taken his business licenses, and they say he committed fraud by inflating wealth. I don't have time to go through this right now, but after Professor Sabrin uh, is on the show, and that'll be about uh, 9, that'll be 10 o'clock, 10 o- 10.05 to about 10.15, I will explain to you why this is the result of big government interference in the free market. And just how absolutely ludicrous it is that they have the ability to restrict his abil- his, his uh, company from, from doing business. In a libertarian society, this wouldn't be possible. And this entire argument that he has overinflated the value of his property, all of that nonsense. Well, I'll explain to you how that's supposed to work. But it's not supposed to be because Letitia James wants him, because some Democrat wants to put his head on a uh, on a spit. That's just government overreach. Uh, and then a, a piece on the Food and Drug Administration. I keep telling you they kill more people than they save. Great piece in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, in fact, there have been a couple of them. Yesterday there was one about the uh, uh, antibiotics. Uh, and how the the government has screwed the marketplace there. But this one is a really interesting story about the FDA blocking drugs for those orphan diseases. Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. 
This is the Gary Nolan Show. It is 9.35. Glad to have you with us. And uh, Murray Sabrin, Professor Emeritus uh, Economics uh, from Aramapo College. Uh, he comes on uh, every Wednesday at uh, 10.05. And he's going to be with us. He says, what well, we need, <laughs> humorously, is a Jewish president. Uh, but it is, uh, it is, it's going to be a fun piece. We'll kick that around with him, talk about the economy and politics. But first, uh, we have Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft on board with us. Again, he is here not because he is running for or this isn't associated with any candidacy. It is simply because he is the Secretary of State. And I want to know what he thinks of his, uh, about current events, including a judge uh, altering the abortion uh, IP language. He said it was problematic. Uh, Mr. Secretary, welcome to the program. You know, uh, I I heard from uh, a state legislator yesterday who said he didn't disagree with what you what you did. He just thinks what you should have done was go after the one subject at a time legislation, so that you could have uh, killed this uh, abort, pro-abortion uh, IP language. How do you respond to that? Well, unfortunately, that decision has been taken out of my hands. The Missouri Supreme Court has ruled time and time again on issues that I did not agree were one subject issues, but has put them on the ballot. In fact, I have uh, have pushed back in legal filings uh, about issues before, one that had been approved by my predecessor, uh, where we actually told the court that we didn't believe that this met the legal requirements, and the court slapped us down and said, no, it did. And in our uh, form of government, the courts have the authority to decide whether or not an initiative petition is single subject or not. And um, I think it shows why we need to have, uh, we need to make sure that we have uh, people on the courts that will say what the law is, not what they want it to be. And with regard to this initiative petition uh, and the language, it is, uh, I condemned the ruling because this ruling will hide from the people of this state what they may very well be voting on in November of next year. This initiative petition, and it's not just on this one, most initiative petitions that come to my office are written to portray themselves uh, a little bit differently than, than what they really do. That's common, that's normal, unfortunately that's politics. And this initiative petition uh, really, you would say this, but then it would take it back in another paragraph, and I really felt the people of the state needed to know what it said and it's unfortunate that the uh, the, the judge was uh, hoodwinked uh, by the people that filed it. Is there any uh, appeal available, or is this it? Yes. <laughs> we have filed a notice of appeal. We will be at the uh, Western Court of Appeals uh, for the state of Missouri. I would not be surprised if this initiative petition is appealed all the way up to the Missouri Supreme Court. Uh, you have uh, very passionate individuals on both sides. Uh, you have the people that are pushing this amendment, like Planned Parenthood, that uh, want to do everything possible to make sure it gets passed and that we have abortion for any and all reasons. You have uh, Missouri Right to Life on the other side that is going to, and other, you know, excuse me, anti other organizations that are very much against abortion are going to be pushing back against it. And I am strenuously trying to make sure that the people of the state know what is in it so they can make their own decision. And it was really disappointing to me that in the judge's judgment, 
on his order talking about the language, he never once compared it to what the initiative petition actually says. When you have a synopsis, the only way to know if it's good or bad is to, is to compare it to what you're summarizing. Uh let me uh, let me move on from there because we we've got limited time and there are some big things going on uh, even nationally and I'm curious to get your your take on it. The federal government uh, is apparently facing a potential shutdown. What is the impact for the state of Missouri? What do you th- what do you see? First, do you Very think it will impact. be a- right, so Very you- little impact. Sorry. Do you think that we will actually have a shutdown? Or do you think um, it'll be avoided? Um, I'd say right now the odds are we have a shutdown. Um, But what we've seen in the past is that just means the federal government shuts down things that will inconvenience people. But federal workers will still get paid. They just won't work. Um, we federal programs will continue. Uh, most of the federal government is on autopilot. It is not actually controlled by the legislature and Congress. It doesn't need annual appropriations. Uh, you know, if we're going to have a shutdown, my only disappointment is that we won't shut down more of the federal government. I think Missourians are just fine with the government we have here in Missouri, and we'd a lot of times be better off if the federal government would just stop what it's doing. Uh, I agree with all that, but don't you think this is going to have uh, a, a negative impact? I mean, they almost always blame the Republicans. In fact, uh, I've got some stories right now where they're already starting uh, to tell lies. Uh, how you know poor and middle class uh, women and children are going to starve to death because of this. You know, they will say that, but it's not true. And um, historically, if you look back at shutdowns, they've been blamed on Republicans. But if you look at electoral results, it was at at worst mixed. And I think that the people of this country generally understand that they don't need the federal government telling them how to live their lives. People look at our federal debt. They look at our deficit. They understand that something has to change. What I think would be the death knell for Republicans is if there is a shutdown and we don't get change out of it. If we have a shutdown and then the Republicans capitulate as they have time and time again, then I think Americans will say, what's the point? But if there is a shutdown and it's because Republicans actually force a change in the way we do business, actually force real spending cuts, actually force government to get out of some of the areas that it's interrupting our lives in, then I think Republicans are winners. Uh, I'm going to move on and uh, and cover crime because I keep seeing these videos uh, in San Francisco, in New York, in Los Angeles, smash and grabs. Literally, it's uh, billions of dollars that have been stolen. Uh, we're watching as major retailers are closing up shop, uh, which we all know in about a year we're going to have Democrats screaming, oh, the problem here is we don't have enough you know, grocery stores. Um, and so we can have government subsidized. Uh, in fact, in Chicago, that's what they want to do. Yep. The mayor wants to operate a grocery store for uh, for residents because they're they're all uh, afraid of the crime. Are we seeing anything like this in St. Louis or Kansas City? 
we are seeing trends in crime that are in the wrong direction. Uh, the the new circuit attorney, it's, I guess he's been there for a couple months now, I think is doing a great job in St. Louis. But this is a nationwide thing. It's, it's everywhere around this country we're seeing it. It's why I worked so hard with the Prosecutors Association and the Sheriff's Association earlier this year and last year to try to move legislation that would get us to truth in sentencing, that would get us to do a better job with making sure that we have workers in our prisons so we can put away criminals and law-abiding citizens can feel safe. But we've got to make a concerted effort to be about public safety. That's one of, I think, the three main roles of government, you know, roads, inland waterways, bridges, infrastructure like that, public safety, and under the Missouri Constitution, providing funding for uh, uh, education. We've got to start funding police. We've got to make sure that, yes, if you're innocent, we leave you alone. But if you're guilty, we've got to put you away so that people truly can be free. Uh, last thing, the debates, they're coming up. Uh, and I'm just curious, what are you looking for? Uh, what do you want to hear? Is there something in particular you'd like to hear from these candidates? You know, I'm really looking not for that clever one-liner that they've been planning for three weeks and just waiting for the right time to spring. I'm waiting for the, this is my plan. I'm not just for lower taxes. I'm not just for more money for every American and more prosperity. This is how I would do it. And I'm looking for people that aren't up there just to fight with others. Uh, I'm not looking for performative arts. I want someone that has a plan that's, that I say they could get it done. That's what we need. We need policy, not theatrics. All right, last question. Do you have a favorite, and will you share it? Yeah, um, I am. You, I will tell you right now that uh, in November of next year, I am going to mark the Republican for U.S. president. And if I could, I would do it five times, but I won't because that's illegal. <laughs> You're not a Democrat. <laughs> no, I mean, in the primary, do you have a favorite? And uh, if you do, will you announce it? You, you know, I'm still watching what's going on. I, I haven't made a final decision. Uh, you know, we we have a former president that actually got things done when he was president. I don't necessarily like how he tweets sometimes. Um, so, I mean, obviously, I, I li he's got a record there. I'm looking at some of the uh, the new people. I'll, I'll make a decision, just not yet. All right. With that, we're out of time. Mr. Secretary, thank you for being with us. Thanks for having me. All right, Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, it is the Zimmer Radio Network. I, I, you know what? I'm it, when we come back, Brian. I'm going to go after this this decision by the courts in New York to go after Donald Trump because this is this is the problem with big government, and I'll tell you how it should have been handled. That's next on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. Professor Murray Sabrin, he will be with us. He says what we need. It's a Jewish president. Great piece. We'll, we'll talk about that with him, uh, along with the state of the economy and politics. It is 9.51. That all happens at 10.05. In the meantime, they're going after Donald Trump. This, the uh, court in, um, in New York has decided that he was uh, violating the law. He was overinflating the value of his real estate and that he was... Um, you know, He's to be fined. They're taking away his business license. They're going after him uh, with a great deal of vigor in New York. So here's the problem. 
if somebody has done you wrong, you go after them legally, whether it's civilly or criminally. When you have a problem, you go after that person. If the banks had a problem with Donald Trump or the insurance companies or anybody else, they would have gone after Donald Trump. But they didn't. So in comes the prosecutor, and she goes after him for allegedly defrauding them. Well, she has no business doing that. They didn't see it as fraud. They, they had no reason to go after him. He's paying his bills. And don't, and, and don't you think that uh, every real estate uh, magnate has done the same sorts of things? Of course they have. And I'm not saying it's, uh, you know, two wrongs make a right. I'm saying it would be one thing if he defrauded them, cheated them, if they didn't get their money. It's another thing if he's paying them and they're perfectly happy. In a libertarian society, that's how this would get handled. Hey, you claimed you were worth this, the property was worth something else, and we're losing money, and so we're going after you civilly, maybe even criminally. We'll go to the prosecutor and make the case um, that you purposely defrauded us, knowing you, you, you couldn't pay this back. But that's not what he's guilty of. That's not, nobody is coming after him. The people that, that allegedly are being protected by the uh, attorney general are not, uh, are not people who feel they've been wronged. This is nonsense. And the whole licensing deal, there should be no license to sell or build uh, real estate or any other business. Government has no, no business doing this. If um, The problem here is that it gives them the authority to do what they're doing, which is to cripple Donald Trump or anybody else that's on their enemy list. He shouldn't have to pay for a license to do business. He should just be able to do business. Everything is so complicated and so complex and so involved because of big government that they are in complete control of the economy. If you, know, if you didn't have an income tax, you wouldn't even need a business license. I mean, there'd be no license, no license fee needed. You'd, you'd hang out your shingle, you'd do your business, you'd make a profit. Every time you bought something with your profit, you'd be paying taxes. The government would have no say-so in any of this. And if you were defrauding and defaulting and, and uh, your default was because you lied, well, now you've got at least civil charges, if not criminal charges. It is because of big government. It is because of Democrats and Republicans who allow the licensing of businesses that this is happening to Donald Trump. You see the banks complaining. No. The state of New York so hates Donald Trump that they literally have changed their laws. They changed their constitution so they could go after Donald Trump. That's, that's just insane. I'm not sure where he goes from here legally. 
but this ruling, it, it seems to me to be unnecessary and unfair. And Brian, I guess this judge is a a real hardline conservative, huh? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. He he must be, you know, a Republican or conservative or libertarian, right? Huh? Uh, well, no, no, it doesn't appear to be. Huh? That's kind of weird. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Oh well. Well, I mean, I always thought judges were supposed to be non-biased, but he's never had a run-in with Trump before, right? Well, no, no, that's that's not true either. Oh no, no, he's he's gone after Trump uh, before. Oh well, yeah, huh? That's kind of weird. But, uh, it's almost to... like they're trying to destroy this guy. I mean, no, not just no, not no. just hurt him, completely destroy him. No, that that couldn't possibly. Be All right, true. I'm just no, checking. Yeah, you're just you're imagining. You're blowing things up here. Of course, he can't do business in the state of New York anymore. But that doesn't mean that it's going to destroy him. Uh, even though that's where many of his properties are. Oh, well, let's move on. Nothing to see here. So, uh, Professor Murray Sabrin is going to be with us in a few minutes. And he has written an article about how America needs a Jewish president. It was, it was really, I thought, a, a, a humorous piece. But kind of a well-meaning piece. For some reason, there are some groups of people who are just very good at business. I don't know why. Um, and it's not just Jewish people. There are other people who are similarly uh, just good at business. Jewish folks are. And he's making the case that a Jewish president would make a big difference. He'll explain why in a few minutes. It's humorous. You'll love to hear it. Uh, and, and by the way, if you have a large Jewish community near you, you'll have a prosperous uh, uh, suburb or city because they're so good at business. They drive the economy in many cases. They're very, very good at this. And I don't know, culturally, is it something that's passed on? I have no idea. But they are good at that. So we will chat with him about that. Uh, President Biden's dog, Commander, apparently has bitten another Secret Service agent. You know what this tells me, Brian? What's that? Tells me that the president is no better at raising dogs <laughs> than he is children. <laughs> no? Uh, I mean, you would think after the first one, you would say, okay, it's time to put a muzzle on Commander or whatever. And major. It's time nope. to put a muzzle on Biden. Well, that too, uh, yeah. But both Hunter Biden and his dog are going to come back to bite him. All right, we got to take a quick break. Professor Sabrin, next on The Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show.